George, are earnings going to be the savior for this market that is in a little bit of a battle down here off the highs, or are we going to see inflation ruin the party here too? I think it's really going to segment out amongst sectors and amongst individual companies. And we've seen that so far already, where we've seen energy companies do a little bit better here. We've seen banks and financials do a little bit better relative to healthcare and tech. And so in specifically regarding next quarter's earnings, if you think about the past few quarters, we've been through this really virtuous cycle where there were very, very easy comps. It was easy to expand your margins and multiples expanded all at the same time. And those are the three keys that we tend to look at. So looking ahead for the next few quarters, we are seeing obviously cost pressures, which should hit margins. And unfortunately, what we're hearing from some companies is that they're also hitting the top line. Now, if you have stagnant top line, if you have margins that are contracting, uh, gosh, I mean, multiples are already pretty high. So that puts a lot of pressure on these companies to say something positive. And I also noticed some things come out in terms of negative guidance is starting to kick up. So I really think there's gonna be a big divergence this quarter in particular and next quarter in terms of how companies are hand handling these cost pressures. Some mm. have handled them really, really well so far, others are not. And I think the ones that do not handle them well, food companies and some other companies that are really, you know, right acutely in line with those cost pressures, they may struggle. Mm. George, what's interesting is the companies that uh, so far have largely been telling us about some of these cost pressures, consumer-focused businesses, some of the packaged goods. I mean, but it goes very broadly across many sectors, home builders. But uh, on the flip side, some of the most expensive from a valuation metric standpoint companies out there are the tech names that argue they are inverse to all of that inflationary pressure, that they are the deflators. So we're in this weird place where the companies that have been the most exposed to rates this far might arguably be the least exposed to inflation. How is that going to play out in terms of where investors want to take risk? Do you want to be in a consumer business that's got price risk on inflation, or do you want to be in a growth trade that has valuation risk? It's a great point that you make because this is a very weird market because if you think about it, the indexes are really skewed towards these, you know, if you think about the big, big players in the indexes, they are the big tech companies. Their margin structure looks completely different and their margin exposures look completely different than a lot of the other companies that we've been talking about. I will say relative to this value and growth gain going back and forth over the past few years, energy looks a lot better than it has looked for, for a very long time. And if you think about um, the capital conservatism that we've seen and that that industry is probably very different than than at any point that we've ever seen it in our careers. And so you're talking about energy companies returning cash to shareholders versus spending it a ton in CapEx and really leveraging up the balance sheets. Well, their balance sheets look better. Uh, their cash flows are going to look good. They're going to return that to shareholders. So that's one segment outside of tech that should do okay. Within tech, again, I think the, the tough thing here is that the bar is very high from a multiple standpoint. And so if those companies want to maintain and retain those multiples, PE, price to sales, they need some growth. And so even if they flatline, even if they do better than the rest of the market, Again, that multiple sets a pretty high bar for them from a stock standpoint. So maybe their stocks go sideways versus others going down. But I do think there will be some differentiation over the next few quarters regarding margin structure in particular, which is a great point you brought up. And that's what we listen for on every single call. Mm. Our companies handling and passing along these costs, are they eating them? 
And, you know, so we saw a company like Lamb Weston, for example, which we do not own. They got smoked on their earnings. Mm -hmm. One of the main reasons was they couldn't deal with the cost pressures very well. Where Levi Strauss, which we also do not own, but again, we're listening to, they handled it very well. They had supply contracts out going out for years. They have a distribution or a diversification in terms of their suppliers. Very, very smart by management. And those are the types of management teams that we'd rather focus on. Mm. I like uh, the mention of Levi there as a, a winner and the bounce uh, that they got on their earnings. Uh, Lamb Weston getting expensive to move those potatoes around. So, uh, George, in your funds and your portfolios, uh, what stands out as uh, you know sustainable in this environment? Uh, what can thread that needle? Sure, and it makes me feel a little bit nervous because we are so balance sheet focused, but honestly, energy looks really good, and I already mentioned that. I mean, they just mm. have you know the wind in their sails. They, they have a lot of momentum behind them. They're making some really good decisions from a management standpoint. And then you have other companies, again, that maybe have a different margin structure. They might be you know, some smaller cap tech names that we think look really, really interesting. Some smaller cap banks that look pretty, they, they look like they're in a de decent shape if interest rates do go up. Uh, it's very much individual company by individual company. And 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 again, you know, that, that's what we tend to look for. We really think individual security selection can help us through this period, which should be pretty choppy. Okay. Uh, the energy train gets more full by the day, but you made one comment there that you prioritize balance sheets. So it gives you a, a little bit of pause okay. to some degree. So acknowledging that this is maybe a little bit more of a risk uh, trade attached to crude perhaps? Yeah, so, so it, it's a great point. And again, we, we love companies that typically have more cash than debt on the balance sheet. But if, if you look at energy, it, it plays such a big role in high yield in particular. And if you look at a lot of the balance sheet improvement, again, the capital conservatism there is very different. A lot of it may be stemming from ESG pressure and companies that, again, have not been exploring as much, have, have not been drilling as much. So they should generate, just from a free cash flow standpoint, they should generate a lot of free cash. So that will give them flexibility to either pay down debt or issue uh, higher dividends going forward.